Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, I have my great friend, Mr. Gavin Timms, who's actually uh, got a strange accent for many of you that are listening and, and watching this because he's actually from the UK. I am. And Thank I met you. Gavin about a year ago at the Hero event uh, that uh, Team Mai put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had a great time, man. We connected and clicked right away. We did. Yep. It was, uh, it was a good event. Yeah. Like you say, we hit it off immediately. Yeah. So I appreciate you having me on the, the podcast. Bro, this is way long overdue. Um, it is. Even when I bumped into you in Phoenix the last time, yeah. I had Chic with me, right? And, That's right. And, but I already had a schedule, and, and yeah. unfortunately, I was behind schedule, and I didn't even know you were in Phoenix. No, no, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, maybe I'll get Gavin here too, but you know, I just didn't have the time. But here we are here at we the are. Family Mastermind, um, you know, hanging out, having a few drinks, although right now we're having, I'm having coffee. I've got nothing. And we just had lunch. So, <laughs> yeah. anyhow, who is Gavin, man? Where do you come from? I know I just said you're from the UK, but... Yep. Yeah, so I'm from, from England. Right. Um, I grew up in England in the, in the middle of the country called the, the big areas, the Midlands, uh, which is about two hours north of London, an hour and 30 minutes south of Manchester. Uh, the biggest city to me is Birmingham, so okay. Peaky Blinders is normally a good reference if anyone's right. watched that show. So about 30 minutes from there. Um, so yeah, grew up, uh, I used to be a golf professional. That's what I did. PGA um, and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, so I was PGA qualified. So I used to play regional tournaments. I used to teach, coach, um, and then wanted to come out to the States uh, probably in 2012 uh, to play a little bit, play some tournaments out here, uh, the weather, you know, all of them things. Um, then. Fast track, I did that, I came out, and then I met my wife. Uh, we ended up then dating and getting married, and then I got into real estate. Wow, but like, hold on, let's take it back. So, you grew up in, in, in the country, in England, right? Yeah. You were a country boy back in England, yeah. if you will. And were you a good high school student and all that? Uh, like yeah, not. Um, I mean, I wasn't like a bad kid or anything, but not very, not the smartest. Right. Um, d- struggled in school, uh, just from an academic standpoint. Uh, you know, grades weren't great, um, but again, I wasn't like a bad kid. Uh, but yeah, struggled, and <clears throat> it's quite amazing. Like I look at my journey now, and I've always had as a golf professional the entrepreneur kind of lifestyle because I used to run my own coaching appointments. I booked it when I wanted. Uh, even, you know, I would travel. I'd been probably seven trips a year playing golf out of the country. Um, so I used to just work to, to play and travel. Right? Right. That's, that's what I did. Um, and that was important, you know, to me. So I had this kind of lifestyle even as a golfer and then obviously transitioned that when I got to the United States. Did you ever go to college? Uh, only to be, I got, uh, yes, I did, but it was virtual, uh, online. Um, and it was kind of like an associate's equivalent in got sports it. and exercise science, because to get PGA qualified, it came with a degree. Got it, you have to have a piece of paper. Yes, so you have to do that as well. So yes, I did, but it was online. Does that apply for the guys in the US as well? Or same, around the world, same, they yeah, all gotta yeah. have a degree, huh? Yeah, they they have their own, and, and again, it was three years. 
but I think it would be like a, a like a I think it's associates you call it here, like a two year it's not a four year it's like a two year equivalent um, did, did you ever get a chance to play with the big names like Tiger Woods guys, I guys didn't, like that no, I weren't good enough <laughs> yeah. I wish I mean I've seen I played with some great players uh, that have been on tour um, I've caddied for people that have been in the group that's on tour right so surrounded you know with a with great players and it's quite amazing that you know as a from a young age like golf was I got two main things from golf one was you're looking at the top elite athletes and looking at their mentality to win yeah uh, a lot of mindset comes from golf right because it is 80% is mindset because you'll see people have the ability but they can't do it in tournaments um, and that was huge. And then also, just like the etiquette of golf, right? As a person, I think it's really good to build you as a person, to be a better person, because, you know, especially it's more relaxed here than it is in the UK. Shirt tucked in, hat off in the clubhouse. Like, all these things growing up that you learn, I think it just makes you a better person. Man, let me ask you a question, right? So, I, I want to focus a little bit on the golf inside. Because mm -hmm. you just said something that... I mean, you realize you were not as good as some of those guys to go to the next level, right? Mm -mm. But how hard is it for a man, for you, to have to, like, not continue to pursue the, the sport you love? Yeah. Because you're like, man, I'm just not a Tiger Woods kind of guy, right? Or <clears throat> Yeah, I, and that's a great question. I mean, I started late. I was 15 and a half when I started When golf. you started, right, okay. Yeah. Um, I won, uh, like we had a, a local club championship, which, which at club level was the best thing you could win. I won club championship at 19. I turned pro at 21. Um, and the, the discipline and the dedication that I had, I mean, I would play and practice every day other than Christmas Day, especially when I started. Yeah, that was your job. Um, yeah, that's what I did. And that's all I knew. So everything then that I do, I translate that into, into business. Right. You know? Um, so, so yeah, so that, that's kind of, you know, how I did it. And, and at what point did you say, you know what? Oh, when I wasn't good enough. Yeah, that's what you I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to golf yeah, anymore. So like. As soon as you have doubt, you're done. That's it. That's it. And you as recognize soon as you it. Have to, absolutely. Because I had friends that were better than me in 30, 40,000 of debt chasing the dream. Yeah. That were better. And I, I looked at them and they were in the mid-30s at the time. You know, if they go and get a job, they're, they're competing against 18-year-olds because they don't have any history of work. They've been playing for right. 20 years, uh, trying to make it, and they have all this debt. And I was like, I, I don't want that, right? And, wow. and as, soon as, you, as soon as you doubt in sport, you know, there's, if you would ask Tiger Woods, there's no doubt he's going to win. There's no doubt he's going to go and compete. There's, there is no doubt in anyone's mind what they're doing. And when you have doubt, you're done, in my opinion. And it's something that you don't have to say, it's just an internal thing. Um, and when I knew that, <clears throat> I then started to work on, okay, well, what else am I gonna do? And that's when I started looking into business. Wow, so kind of interesting you say that because when I was in the military, in the Navy, mm -hmm. um, two years in, I knew that, you know, I didn't want to do life, but when I got in, I wanted to do life. Yeah. Like, as soon as I got in, I said, I'm, I'm going to do 20 years here. I'm going to retire. 
um, I did like the Navy, like, yeah. the, like being a sailor and all that stuff, right? But because of the way the politics played, and they played against me, not for me, mm -hmm. uh, although today I say that they played for me, okay? Right. But uh, when you're going through it, they're playing against you because you're yeah. like, um, not being recognized when you actually did something and or they give that recognition to somebody else that happened to me a lot right and I realized when my superiors will talk they talk like they were burned out like old so I, I didn't see myself like them I'm like man this guy is 36 years old but he's talking like he's 65 Five, yeah and he's talking about being burned out and that when he retires from the Navy, he's going to go be a greeter at Walmart. I was like, that is not what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And if I continue down this path, that's probably who I'm going to become. Yeah. So quickly, I made a decision and, and I just said, I'm not, I'm not going to re-up. Uh, and it was because I, like what you saw in your friends, I saw in those guys. Absolutely. And I said, okay, I got to go pivot to something else, right? But anyhow. Yeah. Um, once you started, once you realized you had doubt and you said, you know what, I can't continue down this route. Yeah. What, uh, what was the next step for you? Well, <clears throat> I said from a young age, so as a, as a, before I turned pro even, I used to play with a lot of people with a lot of money, like multi-millionaires. Well, that is an, an elite sport, right? Yeah, 30 people worth over 100 million. Wow. And, like serious money, right? Right. And I was like, man, like, how do I get on that side, right? And, and I started to look at that, like, how could I get where they're, where they're at, right? And, and, and even when I came to the States, I was caddying when I got to the United States, right? So I'd carry bags at high-end clubs. I mean, we're talking like when the joining fee is 350 grand to get in, right? Just to get in the club, like high-end billionaires you're caddying for. And again, you start to listen to the conversations and you start to see like, okay, I'm carrying your bag. And not that I want to be, I don't want to say I want to be on that side and someone carry my bag, but how do I get on that side of, of, of where they're at? Right. Um, and you have to start, you know, analyzing, you know, the conversations, you know, it's like when we're in a mastermind now and from the age of 17, I always said that I was going to be 18, probably, that I was going to be a millionaire, but I didn't know if it wasn't golf, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Right. But I'm going to be a millionaire. And people, they would laugh and go, yeah, sure. Because again, everyone's built to, to just get a job, right? right? So when you start seeing this and um, you know, having that internal belief that I've just got to find something that's going to get me there. But the, the big difference is, is that I wasn't willing to sacrifice that if I was coming out to the United States, it was important to me that I needed, if I needed to get home, that I could go at any time. So I needed an online business because I refused to come to the United States, take a job for five days vacation or 10 days How vacation. How long ago was this? This was, um, I, this was 12, I think I came over, got it, come over here. 2012. Uh, yeah, and okay. it was, I think, 15. For end of 14 when I found real estate. Okay. Yep. What are you doing between 12 and 14? Caddying. Yeah. Caddying. Yeah, trying to figure out. So my wife, she Is was... Is there good money doing that? Yeah. I mean, I was making in California. I was probably making uh, 
uh, anywhere between seven and nine thousand cash a month. Oh, that's good. That, that's yeah. a six-figure job. Crazy. And never you're, seen it. I'd never made money like it. And you're in the environment that 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 you like. Oh yeah, and I'm chatting. I'm having listened to these powerful conversations, dude. And in a way, you're like absorbing all these things these mm -hmm. these guys are talking about, right? Yeah. Like your sub it's going on your subconscious yeah. mind. You know, it's like owner of Best Buy. You know, owner of WeWork. Like you're chatting for these guys that are just, you know. It's just crazy, just wow. high level, lot of money, wow. and their conversations, and you're listening to what they're having, and it's just like getting you to think on a, just another level that I was I couldn't have even thought to get on. That's like know? going through an MBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. With real life stuff, because oh, yeah. they're dealing and willing while they're playing. Oh, absolutely, they are. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so you you carry it, and when is it that you found real estate? So this is. This is crazy because if this didn't happen, like, and I know everyone says the same thing, like, where would you be? But I was never looking at real estate. I was visiting in England, okay, my wife at the time, she was with me, and we were in, we went on vacation with my parents. We went to a place called Cornwall, St. Ives it's called, South England. It's like on the beach, and um, <clears throat> it was, nine o'clock at night and we were around the harbor and everything's super small and there was a coffee shop in the day and a wine bar at night and we were like should we get a drink or should we just go home and it was like uh, yeah let's go and get a drink so we go in and the tables are like super close together you know there's probably right. six tables in like there. everything in england yeah small <laughs> yeah so we're on a two here and then there's a four top with two couples there right and we're having a conversation and just me and my wife and then she said oh this guy just talking to me he's from south africa and i was like no he's not he's from ireland and she's like no he isn't i'm like yeah he is <laughs> so they broke and i interrupted and said excuse me do you don't mind me asking where are you from he's like oh i'm from ireland i live in manchester and then i was like see and like where are you from she's american so now the conversation starts so we all start talking about well what do you do and he said, uh, I'm a property investor, but I don't see houses. And I was like, you're a property investor and you don't see houses. How like, the hell does that work? I was like, what does that even mean? And how the hell does that work exactly? And he's like, well, it's kind of sales and marketing. Like we source deals and sell them to investors. So it's whole, we don't use the word wholesale, but it's wholesaling is what it was. He's like, you'd be great at it. You should do it. And I was like, I can't, I don't know anything about houses and properties. I can't fix nothing. I, I can't do that. And he's like, no, you've got a good personality for it. I think you could do it. Just, he's like, look, I can send you my coaches and you should look it out. I'm telling you. Because I just told him I was looking for an online business that I could work from anywhere. Right. So now he's intrigued me that he's saying that I can do this. Wow. So, um, so we have this conversation. This is in the UK. This is in the UK. Wow. And I'm visiting from the US. And I'm like, well, I'm in the US. He's like, look, just talk to my coach. You've got nothing to lose. Why not? And I was like, all right, fine. So I ended up having a call, going home, getting back to the States, messaging him, got the info, had a call with a coach, and, and he wanted me to invest in England. And I'm like, look, with a time zone and everything, like, got to work and then try and do this. It's just not going to work. And he's like, well, I can, I've got a partner I could bring in if you want to do it in the States. We can kind of... I'll work with you 
um, on kind of the, the mindset and everything, and right. he'll work on the you know the strategy. He, you'll have his training. So I was like, all right, and I was thinking about it, and it was seven and a half thousand dollars in. I bearing in mind, I'd never read a real estate book. Right. I'd never watched a YouTube video or listened right. to a part. I knew absolutely nothing. Didn't even know what wholesaling was. Right. So I went in, seven and a half thousand. So I spoke to my wife. And I was like, look, I want to try it. And I was seven and a half thousand. Just give me six months. I'll give it my all. If I can't do it, I'll just pay off the debt. Right. And then at least, but I'll tell you, and, and this is where golf came in to be disciplined, right? Because I knew I had the, the discipline, the dedication to give it six months to make this work. And it wasn't going to be, well, you didn't really try like most people, right? right? And that's how I got in. So I signed up, paid, made a bunch of mistakes, kept plugging away. What was he teaching you? Wholesaling, virtual wholesaling. wholesaling. Okay. Virtual wholesaling. Wow. Yep. And that's what I did. So I was uh, first mistake I made. I was in San Francisco at the time. I went and picked Jacksonville, Florida, virtual. I was on the golf course. I get off at six o'clock. It's nine o'clock in Jacksonville. Right. Didn't think that one through. So I've got mailers going out. I sent, I spent seven, I sent, sent out $750 worth of mail. I'm getting these calls coming in. I'm on the golf course, can't have my phone. Well, that was another stupid idea. So I've got my wife, she was a nurse, but on a day's off, I was like, you got to answer this and ask these questions and just get the information for me. Like, that's all we've got to do right now. Wow. So she was like, all right. I was like, throw the nurse in there because it'll like, it'll be a good little conversation. Right. So she started doing that while I was on and then kind of just grew from there. Wow. So when was your first deal? 2015 or 14? Uh, 15, I think. 15? Early 15. How, how big was that check? Might be 14. Uh, 1,500 bucks. $1,500. The smallest size. It was the most important check that you can ever get in real estate. Of course, it gave you validation. Because now you look at it and you're like, man, if I do this 10 times, and that's 15,000. And the way that I got it, which also helped me, because we know this is a follow-up business. So I spent $750. Bearing in mind, I had connections to a lot of money, and I did not borrow for anything for marketing. So I ran out of money. And I could get it, but I needed to figure out how I was going to build this business from nothing because I knew I'd done it then and I could withstand what was coming. So I got to Phoenix, not done a deal. I'm working. I get to Phoenix and I said, look, I'm not going to go as a golf pro. Uh, I'm just going to go straight into this full time. And I go, I, I said, apparently there's this thing called meetup.com and I'm going to go to these meetings. So go on Tuesday night. There's one tonight. I'm going. So I turn up dressed like you, slacks, jacket, middle of summer, right? And With an accent. These, here are all these bums. Yeah, bums, <laughs> flip-flops, shorts. And I walk in and I'm like, oh no. Like, because I'm thinking investors, right? Sure, everyone's dressed yeah. up. So I stand out like a sore thumb and then I speak and now I really sound, stand out. Oh, that's the fancy guy from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was one of the best meetings I've ever been to because he made everyone stand up one at a time and say, what was you here for? What did you do? 
So you, and wow. you can drop your number. So all of a sudden you have 40 people going one at a time. So you've got wholesalers, contractors, title companies. A real networking event. Real, and it was, I've never seen anyone still do it like that. And I was like, here's my chance. And I stood up and I said, hey, I'm new to this business. I'm from England, I just moved here. Um, there's one thing that I believe I can do is close. I'm good at sales, um, but I need leads to work with, okay? And, uh, and I sat down and there's a lady that kind of locked eyes and she said, we need to talk. So I met with her, she said, can we meet for coffee in the morning? I said, yeah, of course. She brings a, 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 a laptop. She said, look, there's a Google sheet here with 60 dead leads on. They came in three months ago. If you want to call them and see if you can get anything, and I was like, yeah, I'll call them, no problem. Gives me the list, I call every single one. Within seven to 10 days, I had two contracts. Uh, we split it 50-50. Uh, I made 1,500 bucks on the first one, and I think two grand on the second one. But again, within, and that's when I knew it was follow-up because I could see in the notes that this person said that they were gonna put the money in, they were gonna fix it up. And then I came along and just touched on the notes and they'd done none of them things and they went, yeah, I'm ready to sell. And I about fell on the floor because I couldn't believe it. And uh, yeah, we got the first deal done. Wow. So, all right. So let's fast forward. Yep. When was the first time you got a big check? Like, like big check meaning 10,000 and up or? Yeah, pretty quick. Um, started doing tens, but I was partnering 50-50. So I was getting five. So the way I built the business early was I had zero out of pocket other than a phone and a laptop. And... Uh, I had other people doing the marketing. I was doing all the calls, we'd split 50-50. So I'd be getting 50% profit. So I was doing 5,000s and 7,000s. Um, and it was only for probably several months. And then when I started to market myself, that's when I started to do the bigger checks. Um, you know, the biggest deal, I've done a hundred grand uh, a couple of times. Um, but, and that was, of, well, two, a guy had two properties in Alabama, Alabama of all places. Wow. We made a hundred grand on two deals, wow. 50 a piece. Um, and that was in Alabama. Uh, I did a deal, we did a flip in Maui um, that we did well on. It was a $500,000 uh, deal that spread. Yeah. And I got, uh, we, we made about 93 on it, I think. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I structured things a little different because I've never got a contract face-to-face. -face. So I've always been virtual because the goal was I'll work as hard as anyone else, but I need to operate from a phone and a laptop. So even doing business in Phoenix, other than going to the meetups, I never went to see any of the sellers. So now virtual is the new thing, right? Because of COVID, I've always done it. It's all I know. Yeah, I was doing virtual before COVID, um, but it, what that meant was I had an office, my guys yeah. will come to the office and we'll virtually lock up the deals from there, yeah. right? So, but yeah, we started doing virtual somewhere around 2019, right? early, very early. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I remember the first time we contracted a house, because mm -hmm. I'd done a lot of belly to belly, yeah, face yeah. to face. And I had If I showed up in a property, that contract was mine. Mm -hmm. I don't care if there were 10 or 20 other wholesalers going in there. I was, the, I, I was gonna become the winner of that deal because I could disqualify this guy so easily yeah, without yeah. talking bad about them. That's another For thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I remember one seller, I went to, his, to the appointment and there were two of my friends on, on the list, like he mentioned them. Yeah. And I said, 
man, you should really work with Robert and the other and the other guy that I forgot his name. Those guys are legit. And the center is like, what? Like he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, man, these two guys, they're, they come through. Yeah. They're my friends. I know them. And the but but so the center was, I guess he he didn't understand why I was saying, hey, these two guys are legit. It's because honestly. I didn't think I was gonna get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, might as well one of my friends get it. Yeah, yeah. Gets it, and then you know, we can play good cup, bad cup, this kind of stuff. But um, then I went and said, hey, look, man. By the way, I know you got all these offers, great offers, by the way. Let me show you how to protect yourself. So yeah. I talked about contracts, non-assignable, mm -hmm. earnest money, and literally I disqualified ninety percent of those guys. And at the end, he was begging me for my offer. Yeah. But what is your offer? I was like, man, I don't know if I'm your guy. I'm way below all those guys. You should work with these two guys. He said, no, I want to work with you. And I was like, fair enough. I'm at 43,000. And the, some of those guys were in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, man, that's too low. But anyhow, we ended up striking a deal for 47 grand. And, nice. And, and then I called them and I said, guys, <laughs> you guys are transactional now, man. You guys got to get on the rapport building. Yeah, yeah. But I was that guy, right? And... Mm -hmm. And I couldn't see myself doing that on the phone. Right. Like, because body language, NLP, all that stuff, right? Until a friend of mine says, Ricardo, you just, talk, you just need to talk to more people. Yep. That's the key. Yep. Nick Perry. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, got it. So, all right. So, fast forward about you. Um, when did you build a team or your first team? Because we've had multiple... Yeah, so I started doing, so I built it where, again, I was making 50% of pro profit and then they started doing more marketing and direct mail to get me more leads. I was working with three people, getting overwhelmed that I couldn't keep up. And then I start, when I started making enough money, um, I then started to then hire my first virtual assistant. Uh, and then kind of in 16, I started cold calling. Um, and that's when then I started to build the team. And then what I did was, I built, I, I always knew, I, I did a, a, an episode on this, um, I took my original plan of goals, so I had short, medium and long term goals, right? And I literally, when I look at that, I've literally created it, right? And it's quite amazing to see now because I'm just going through modules, create what your goals are and I'm just writing stuff because I think this is the vision and I, and I transitioned into where now I run the system. I do the marketing, I have other people do the work because I'd been in their seat and then we flip that over. And that's kind of what I do now. So I have, I've always been able to operate from anywhere. And now I have my time back in my real estate business because, and this is now back, uh, I would say four years ago. So I would say in 18, early 18, maybe eight, eight, end of 17, is when I remove myself out the sales position. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much, brother, for uh, no, it's been great. For, I for appreciate having you. a great conversation, guys. By the way, Gavin has a podcast. He has a YouTube channel. Yep. Make make sure you go follow him. Um, Gavin Tim's REI, right? Yeah, uh, Gavin Tim slash REI Network, and then R same with the podcast, same with YouTube. Um, so yeah, go and check it out. He's got coffee for closers as well. 
Yep. Look it up. I've been there a couple of times with uh, Don and, and David. David. And yeah, and that's just a good laugh. That, so. That's a great, yeah. fun just podcast fun. And, yep. and call that you guys do. So anyhow, guys, don't forget to share, uh, hit share, like, and subscribe. The Real Estate Entrepreneurs Event and Mastermind is going to be in June 24th and 25th. I think in Texas, I'm not going to say, I, I don't know yet whether it's Austin or Houston. I will define that this week. But until then, I'll see you on the next one. Bye.